Ella, what's good? Not Star Wars, The Last Jedi. <laughs> he was just a kid with a dream. In the hood, he was relegated with niggas, this niggas. Just because you speak educated, too nerdy for real niggas, too real for the nerds. So respect only came from those who could see through the blur. Had a way with the words, but nobody concurs. So he used nouns and verbs to write the pain of the curve. And the struggles he's seen. Just a minute to team, painting the ghetto picture of what was yet to be seen. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 41st, 45th edition of the Slam Rose Show. As always, your boy, the Bowman 1-2-L, coming through with the chest full of bronchitis, fighting through the cops to bring you some Slam Rose. As always, I'm joined by the main man, Illawatsi. Illa, what's good? What's good, Bowman? Obviously not that, that bronchitis in your chest, but you powering through. Rest in peace to my main man, Combat Jack, Reg Jose. You know, uh, I'm glad you're powering through, Bowman, to be here because you're trying to deliver the goods to the Slam Bros familiar despite your illness. Um, and definitely a great loss to uh, the Slam Bros family, to just people in general. My man, Combat Jack, such a good, good dude. I enjoyed hanging out with him and the times we would talk, the advice he offered. I mean, he was just a great guy, you know, just a lot of fun. Um, and I only knew him a brief time, but we just had like great memories, man. So, with that being said, we have an all new Slam Bro show to get to. Hopefully, you can power through Bowman. I know you got the uh, the issues in your chest, the bronchial issues, but let's get it popping. Yeah, man, I, I gotta say, um, yo, sometimes when you go to these clinics, like you just you wonder, like, yo, like, how are these people working? Um, I will say before I got my meds, I went to a clinic and, you know, the, the and the physical and whatnot. And, um, the nurse determines that I have a fever. I have a high fever. After stating that I have a fever, she looks at me. She's like, sir, you're sweating. Are you okay? And I'm like, you just said I had a fever. Like I'm sweating cause I'm hot. Like, like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like so, some kind of weird nurses gallows humor <laughs> at play? Or she's just like, what the fuck? I, I, yo, I don't even know, man. I was just miserable. I was like, I was like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't want you to tell me like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like hot. I'm sweating. Like you know, I'm coughing up green stuff. Like, like, like none of this is comfortable for me. Like I'm not in a, like I'm stressed. Like my blood pressure is high. Like this, is, these are all things, you know. Uh, but you know, it's whatever, man. Like you, you go in, you wait for like what forty five minutes, and you legit see a doctor for like forty five seconds. Like they're like, oh, this is what's wrong with you. Let me get you some pills. Hasta luego. You know, it's like damn, man. Was that like you couldn't just have the nurse do that? But I guess not. We need the MDs for that. But uh, yo, y'all want to hear about this, man? Y'all want to hear about these dirt sheets? Well, I ain't got a strength to dig, so we ain't digging that deep this week. <laughs> what? So, Ella, you're, we're not digging that deep this week. I mean, it is the holidays, you know. How much How much could the WWE and the other wrestlers from New Japan and Ring of Honor get into before the holidays? For what, what we got? What's in the dirt sheets? Let's get these shovels out and let's get to digging. Time to play the game. Time to 
Okay, this is this is news. I thought it was crazy. You'll probably think it's crazy too. But Vince McMahon started a new uh, business venture, a new sports-related entertainment company. And the speculation currently running rampant among the internet is that Vince is trying to relaunch the XFL. It, actually, actually, XFL... It wasn't the level of NFL, but it wasn't hot trash. And that was surprising in and of itself. I just don't think, I think it was uh, maybe hastily done. So it wasn't up to the standards of what it probably could have been. But then I think a couple of XFL players actually made the leap to the league. So it did kind of serve as a decent tryout. Um, I don't know the details of this new incarnation of what Vince Vinnie Mac is trying to pull off, but it may not be a bad. I mean, if you could give something that could, you know, legitimately compete, not necessarily with the NFL, but at least with like Canadian Football League or some of the smaller um, leagues, then he may be on to something. Well, the thing is, we we really don't know. That's the truth. What's going on? We just know. All right, he's got this new company, Alpha Entertainment. Uh, we know they're going to be sports related something. Uh, the XFL stuff, like he may just be re-upping the trademark just, you know, so it doesn't lapse and he continues to have it, you know, but some of the speculations I've heard is that, uh, because of this new and political environment we live in and what Vince feels as the, uh, political correctness of the NFL and the NFL's handling of the protesting players, um, Vince is going to try and relaunch the NX, the XFL as maybe like an all American league where this all American values are so know, part of the rule book. Basically this motherfucker trying to launch the Republican football league. That's one of the, that's one of the rumors I've heard is I can't back it up. Uh, it's just like this shit is coming from nowhere. Um, but they're saying because he's, you know, cool with Trump, he feel like he could get you know something from Trump or the blessings from the Trump administration. Also, his wife is also part of the Small Business Administration uh, to do this to to do these things. So that was one of the reason rationale for launching the XFL. Another rumor I heard was that Vince doesn't like things to be left unfinished and undone, and so he, he always felt that the XFL you know never really got a, a chance to really get off its foot properly. And this is the time to learn from those mistakes and try and relaunch it. That's another rumor I heard. Um, but my thinking is the XFL in this environment, um, especially with all the con- uh, head-related concussion talk and injuries, doing a more extreme version of the NFL in this day and age just doesn't seem like a wise move given all the information we know. And there's only so many races left. I don't think you're going to get that covenant, like, 18 to 35-year-old demographic when it's coming to, like, you know, hate speech. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who, who knows what Vince got up his um his octogenarian ass. I, he did sell. He did sell $100 million worth of stock in the WWE to fund his his new company. So they have some starting capital. We'll see what happens. The funding is never the issue. I mean, it's just really just putting together quality product. 
the first time it was just frowned upon, disrespected, etc. But I think the landscape has changed in a way that it could really be a viable product because now it, with this day where we can see more, you know, you see more sports and, you see, and people want more oppor- um, more um, alternatives. I mean, the WNBA, you know, it's a it's a lesser league by comparison to the NBA. It not lesser. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it's just viewed as like the SmackDown, the Raw, you know, like a B brand or, or in that way. No, uh, you mean like it just they don't have as many like outlets to view, you know, like they're they're but well, WNBA is like but you have to see it on ESPN, and if you don't have ESPN, you're not seeing WNBA games, you know. But also, because look at that, I mean, he could do XFL on the WWE Network. You know, and yeah. that becomes a thing where you have a viable alternative to football product so that if you're playing that when football season's over and you got XFL games for those who like football, they may subscribe if they if they get to buy it, if, if they view it as a legitimate alternative. So, I mean, it's not something that we could just I, I would caution people to like totally laugh it off um, right now until you get more of the idea. I mean, the thing with him is the stigma of WWE. Is always going to be overriding, and the kind of cartoonish and outlandish aspects of wrestling over the years is always going to play a part. And that was part of what people, you know, what Vince was up against the first time. But him being him, he embraced it, having nicknames on jerseys and stuff like that. And so it can work. It's just you have to, you know, he just has to learn from his mistakes and have a better plan um, and then put out a really good product, you know, because. Is that Canadian football, arena football? There's so many different leagues that actually thrive. Arena had, you know, it's still thriving, you know, and it has fans and followers, and you can make good money. You know, I have, I've had family members who played arena ball, um, Tampa Bay Storm, and different, you know, different uh, areas. But you just have to kind of temper expectations in that way. Um, speaking of uh, tempering expectations, y'all, let's talk about this new Star Wars real quick. Seems that. Uh what do you say? Uh, half the world's seen it so far, and uh, everyone's in their feelings about it. Ella, um, I might describe you as mixed. Would you say you're mixed on the new Star Wars? Fuck no, I'm not mixed. That movie was a huge disappointment. <laughs> there, there's nothing mixed about it. It's not mixed. Right, it's on. not Before swirled. We... No. <laughs> All right, so check the the timestamp on the, the the details for the the podcast if you don't want to be spoilers. Uh, but yeah, skip to the next segment. Uh, refer to your timestamp. All right, Ella, what's good? Not Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> that, that's not right, what's man. good. All right. The thing of the All movie right, so is that be? it's it's a decent looking film. You know, there are some questionable CGI moments. But it's just dumb, dude. It's just slow. It's basically a slow speed space chase um, that ventures off in different directions. The things that it's being praised for, oh, it takes things in a different direction or it does some unexpected things or whatever the case. Um, yeah, th- it has some cute little moments, you know, where they do something. They kind of zag when you think they're going to zig or whatever. And, and, t- and that's what makes it, quote unquote, different. But really, if you watch movie or indie movies or Game of Thrones, you know, you're used to them doing different shit. It's just different because it's Star Wars doing it. So it's not as paint by the numbers. But overall, it's just a slow, boring story. It drags on, misuses Luke Skywalker terribly. Um, but it's not a bad movie. I understand those who enjoy it. 
I can see you watching it and enjoying it, and that's fine. But for people who really, um, even the Star Wars enthusiasts, I can see them being disappointed. Some have enjoyed it. It's just, it's a waste of time. They could have done something, you know, they could have executed it much better. The stuff that works, though, did not need to be James Bond length, you know, at two and a half hours. Did not need to be. I think it's the longest Star Wars film at two and a half hours. But see, when I watch a movie, the time doesn't bother me. If you give me good material for whatever time, I'm good money. The problem is they have so much fat in the middle. This whole Ray and fit. What I would have done for those are the spoilers. Basically, it's a slow speed chase. Um, Ray, I mean, uh, Finn and um, this character named Rose go off to this casino planet on this dead end mission where they meet some hacker trying to get onto the ship and it's blah, it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Ray is up there trying to get Luke Skywalker to join the fight and it's just blah, blah, blah. Like the whole Luke thing could have just been scrapped um, totally or they could have added it into the beginning of, into the first movie. The whole Rose and, and uh, Finn thing. They could have cut out the whole casino thing. Just had them try to get onto this dude's starship that's following them. And if they would have done that, made it just a more streamlined heist movie, it could have worked much better. Why the fuck are we talking about Star Wars right now? Yeah, man. I mean, that was... Uh, uh, no, man. I saw I saw the tweets. You know, I saw the tweets. I was like, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to get Illa's like, thoughts. Um, oh, well, true. I, I appreciate that. Because um, it's a, yeah. it was... A, yeah. <laughs> look i wasn't i wasn't mad at the movie um i wasn't mad at the movie like that i i did think there were some cool movie moments uh when they you know when what's her face uh decided to crash her cruiser into the the the, the dreadnought or whatever they're calling it i i, I figured all right that's what she can she's gonna jump to hyperspace and this could be real battlestar galactica uh right now i thought that was a cool visual uh dropping out um the the difference is with their interpretation, I should say Ryan Johnson's interpretation of the Force. Um, I'm not mad about that. Um, but they've you know, never so. done anything cool with the Force. Why aren't people running off walls and doing flips and doing some dope shit? I would, I would be to me the coolest thing that I would have happen. I'd have a dude with a laser gun. I would toss my lightsaber off to the side, blast some people, have my lightsaber chopping through storm people, stormtroopers come back, fly to my hand, and then start slicing somebody else up. I want a fucking action movie. Like, that's what I'm missing with Star Wars. And they haven't given it. Technology's advanced where they could do some dope shit. And they continue to do whack shit with the Force. The Force is like, yeah, it's cool in theory, but it's so much of the cool shit they could be doing. You know how dope a Star Wars movie by me would be? Man, come that on, sounds like a That sounds like a John Woo Star Wars film right there. Not even that. You could have the... I, that's the thing. This, like, I like... Yeah. This movie had... A, a nice focus on certain character moments. I mean, like it was this weird kind of um, force tender thing that was going on as Kylo Ren and uh, Ray were like, <laughs> you know. I'm glad I was the only one thinking that. I was like, damn, that could. Um, <laughs> like that shit was it, was. it was weird, you know. But you know, they, they can build characters and do different things, but make the shit cooler and better. And it just wasn't that. So this movie get, deserved to get drug in a way it's getting drugged. All right. Okay. So there we go. If you haven't seen Star Wars, uh, it basically boils down to this. You will either enjoy the movie or you will hate it. I mean, you should just There's follow, no in-between with just, that just, one. Just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> at at Illawasi. 
you'll hear, an, you know, my take is always an original take on things. I, I speak my own mind. It's my own thoughts. It's never like going with the crowd and kissing ass. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I'm going to tell you why. But I love to hear different opinions. I love to hear what people think, you know, and we can have a respectable debate about this bullshit. Moving from one problematic situation to another problematic situation. Let's go. All right, our boy is back in the news once again. It's the holiday season. How in the fuck? Las Aventuras. Hey, Alberto, Albertron, Jesus, amigos. When we last left our hero, what exactly was Alberto doing again last week? I, I think he was uh, propping up his MMA company. Uh, it was getting prepared for a big push in where he's wrestling currently. And uh, he's enjoying the single life once again as being a single father. Uh, Alberto had one interesting uh, 2017, and he seems to... Uh, uh, he's, he's not ending anytime soon. So uh, this last these last two weeks, Alberto, he's been spotted around Texas doing some charity work. Uh, volunteered some time at the Salvation Army down at a Walmart in Texas, and they're raising money for uh, Christmas presents for the kids down there. So uh, there's reportedly no injuries at said event, and the Salvation Army thanked him for his participation and his love and support. That is surprising. And then, <laughs> and then, uh. He has some merchandise on sale right now for uh, earthquake victims down in Mexico. Some customized Alberto gear. All proceeds go to uh, uh, earthquake victims down in Mexico. And uh, Alberto, being a busy man who, you know, wrestles, may or may not be the president of a MMA company, may or may not be the owner and proprietor of a restaurant slash bar, um and is no longer a fiance uh is considering taking up maybe one more MMA fight uh inspired by Jack Swagger you remember that name wow <laughs> i almost forgot the name for a second i'm like <laughs> inspired by Jack Swagger like having a like a deal with Bellator um Del Rio, with his possible connections to Combat Americas, is considering, like, hey, if they asked me to do a fight, would you? And he's like, you know, I might. You know, I, I used to fight in my youth. Um, it's always a thing to consider. But Alberto was like, what, 40, 44? A little, little old to fight? I don't know. Um, Del Rio, he's got he's got pro fights under his, his record. He, you know, unlike CM Punk, he's actually fought. And he's told stories about, like, when he was a young kid, how they would give him an extra two grand to fight in a mass, and how that was terrible, because you can't see shit out of a mass when you're trying to fight, and your peripheral vision is very important in a fight. But he would do it, because, you know, he wanted an extra two grand, and he was young and stupid. So wait, did so, you ever find out what happened with him and Paige? Like, was it just really just her return to having access to black penis that really broke them up? Hey man, low-hanging fruit. Woods is married now. As far as we know, that was a one-time thing. No, that was a one-time caught on camera. 
<laughs> so one time thing. Uh, Paige was actually speaking about that tape. Um, talk about how that's not good. How like people just run up to her and just like that's all they refer to, like that tape, and they think it's cool to just like you know flash your dick at her just because of that 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 leaked tape. Because so, um, because she's really known for something else. She has some other claim to fame. Yeah, <laughs> a uh, fa- uh, famous family of professional wrestlers and a high profile spot at probably the biggest entertainment company in the world of wrestling and wrestling. Like, I mean, there's other ways to approach Phage. I mean, she just need to accept her. She's a goth Paris Hilton of wrestling, and um, you know, Philippe Atlanta saying what it Hilton did for her 15 minutes of fame. I mean, it's not like she was really just showing some skills or something, or, you know, she's fly like that. So, you know, they could do what now, it does. Del Real says that they're still friends. Just logistically, the uh, she, relationship wasn't going to work out. Yeah. He's got kids. She's got a career. And the uh, WWE lifestyle, you're on the road 340, 350 days wasn't going to, you know, mm-hmm. that's not good for a relationship unless you guys are together. Yeah. But it's more that she he she's working with a uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Del Rio's nemesis. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they have the big nose. I wonder if she probably giggles every time she sees H. <laughs> uh, I wonder if H is like you know, H is in in a situation where he can you know he can make her life really interesting. I know, but if if you look at like. Like older Triple H seems to be more diplomatic, or he plays a more diplomatic person now. The uh person he presents to us as like a person who breaks bread with people. Like he brought San, uh Bruno Sammartino back in the fold. Like he broke bread with like Goldberg. Like all these broken doors. Like he like he appears. You guys can't see me. I'm putting it in quote marks. He appears to be like a mediator now. Mediator. So, Media, excuse me. Um, you know, so I could probably hear trade for like, hey, you know, Paige, we're glad to have you back. You know, that Del Rio guy, you know, he wasn't in a good situation. <laughs> Your Triple H voice is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so please, please, no, no, do more, do more of that. Do, do more of that. You got to keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you got to do more of the Triple H voice. <laughs> Uh, so, it, you know. Holy crap. That was funny. Thank you for that one. You just, you know. Yeah, that was great. So, we're still on the possibility of 2018 probably being the last year of Del Rio. This show is coming to a close one way or another. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you know, he keeps, <clears throat> he's the longest part of our telenovela. Right. So, uh. Man, no, I hope his kids don't grow up to be like him, man. He's gonna come up and be like his kids are wrestling. Damn, that's a, a crucial thing to say, bro. <laughs> like, word? Like, I hope your kids don't grow up like you. I learned it by I mean, watching you, Dad. Like, oh man. That's fucked up, bro. I mean, there's like there's lessons to take from him, but I just hope they don't learn like they get the wrong lesson. Like you shouldn't be going down like Mexico fighting Ninja Turtles, all right? Like should be doing like fist balls. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, bro. Like, it's just, it's just like, let's let's be honest. Like, 
You know, sometimes, hey, sometimes your parents make mistakes and you have to recognize them. You shouldn't um, be involved in long-term relationships with ghosts who wrestle. Uh, yo, did you watch Raw this week? Yes, I did. Um, I missed the opening segment. Kurt Angle booked the triple threat. The, the thing we all knew was happening. So we got Brock Lesnar versus Kane versus Braun Strowman. Um, this match is all designed. This, this match is designed so Brock Lesnar still gets to win. And Braun Strowman doesn't take a pin. Are you excited for this match? Of course. I'm always excited for any time Brock is about to beat down somebody. You know that. Man, you got you to you want more from life, man. Like, Brock's not even going to work anymore. <clears throat> Brock is excellent. He's a role model for generations. Get he that, turns purple when he wrestles. Get that pay. <laughs> <laughs> and only show up for, you know, like, that's an inspiration right there. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't want that Lesnar life, then you know you're just not striving high enough. The man works what six days in a year? I mean, come on. <laughs> he shows up on TV for maybe at most two minutes, and that's including his theme song. And he's making millions of dollars. Yo, he abandoned us in this hellscape called Trump's America for Canada. All right. <laughs> I mean, he's a smart. He's obviously making the smart <laughs> business decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's not to love? Brock just—he's on it. If I could get paid that much money to do that little work, come on, man, y'all tripping? But we want a full-time champ there. We want somebody we can see. No, I don't need the th- think about it. The full-time champs have to chump out a bunch of people. So you end up with a bunch of matches, John Cena versus somebody, and then that dude has to chump out to John Cena because he's a champ, and it's whack. So you finally get the match you want to see. Oh, Bray Wyatt on the come up. Oh, Shinsuke or whatever. And you got to chump out to Cena. Fuck that. The mat, the 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 heavyweight mat. He could appear, but it's like you should only really be defending that title at pay per views. Not having, I mean, and very rarely having title matches on the main show. But mostly he should just, you know, maybe pop up, say something, or just have Paul Heyman show up. I'm good with Brock like that. It's a mystique, and it's great, because I don't need to see the champ wrestling all the time. That makes no sense. And to me, it actually devalues the title. Because if, you can de- if you're defending it all the time, then what's the point? You're, you're giving, and from a company standpoint, you're giving away matches that you could be having people buy. And just look back at the Triple H, Rock, um, Mankind era where they basically rotated the title between the three of them for about a two-year period. And so you and they were constantly wrestling each other. So we saw the same match at least 700 times. Constantly. Some variation yeah, but of at it. least I need Brock to, you know, at least try when he comes up to work. That's the thing. He only works six days. I mean, that's and, all they uh, do, He tries. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, the AJ Styles match, like, yeah, he had to because, like, like people were calling him on his shit. Like, yo, you don't even you don't even work these matches, you know. Like the the first Braun Strowman match was a mess. Was a mess. Like there was spots missed, you know. Ask Brock Lesnar to do more than throw a German suplex. It's like he he's got to go to Map Quest for directions. Same way, I'm not gonna have this Brock Lesnar slam. <laughs> nice. So. Mayor Kane's in there to take the pin. 
We'll get in. We'll, we'll get in there. We'll, we'll get there. Royal Rumbles, and I don't even know when it is. Um, yo, Seth Rollins defeated uh, Jason Jordan. Small Joe is at ringside for this strange I love triangle is going on here. That, that was um, a quality match, if ever there was one. I mean, that's the thing. Like he wrestles quality matches, but still loses. So I don't know what you're doing with Jason Jordan. He'll turns coming eventually, obviously. Um, Seth Rollins clearly doesn't know what Samoa Magic is. He hasn't learned his lesson. He has not learned <laughs> his lesson. He's not listened to enough Slam Bros <laughs> to really recognize that Samoa Magic is is not for play. Um, was it was it was it this week or was it last week where like Joe was walking away but he stopped just to make sure he got one last good clothesline on Jason Jordan? I think that was last week. Oh god! <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like it's like he remembered. Oh yeah, by the way, boom, eat that. <laughs> Joe is not for play. I mean, people just got to recognize, like, Samoa Joe comes to kick ass, and that's that's it. That's what he's here for. You know why I'm here. And that's Yo, what he's I, here for. I'm loving that the crowd started to turn around and get with uh, Joe, too. Because when he first came up to the main roster, like, like, the smart fans knew it. They were chanting, Joe, 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 right? But it wasn't like Rockets. But now when Joe comes to the ring, people know, like, oh, Joe's about to put hands to somebody. Like, he just, like, I love what he said. I, he was like, uh, come out here and wrestle Jason Jordan so I can then beat your ass and put you to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what he's there for. And he, he knows his role. He is the best heel, and I cannot wait for his, his run with the title. So, um, so let's just, speaking of small Joe, let's just, Go with it. Um, <clears throat> later in the night, they had uh, what was it? The bar and Samoa Joe versus uh the Shield minus um because Roman Reigns is, is sick again. He's got some. Um, he's, I can under I can understand. There's something going around in Florida. So get out of Florida. He was screwing right. around with JoJo again. So, um. He's 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 out uh, sick and Dean Ambrose. So they lost the match, and after the match, um, because you know Samoa Magic, uh, uh, Samoa Joe, and the Bar jumped Rollins and Ambrose backstage and appeared to kayfade injure Dean's arm. But the story is in real life that Dean's arm is actually injured and might need time off. Uh. The old surgery beatdown, yeah. So, man, this Shield uh, reunion has been kind of plagued with like setbacks, right? Like when they were first supposed to join, they had the uh, the viral infection, and now uh, Roman's been you know MIA with another unrelated illness, and now Dean's got like a you know he's been working injured, and he now might have to take time off, man. So, uh, I mean, wow, WWE just needs to legit. Um, have seasons. I mean, they're they're just tripping. They just need to legit have seasons where people wrestle, don't wrestle, and they just need to change their model, their business model. And once they do that, they'll be perfectly fine. But until they actually do that, people gonna keep getting you know people gonna keep suffering these same whack ass injuries all the time. 
Yeah, these whack injuries. Um, so we had Finn Balor. He was wrestling a uh, handicap match against uh, the Miz, Miz, uh, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas. But then, um, you know, it was a DQ, and then Hideo Tommy came out. Kenta, probably old school fans, he came out, uh, helped save Balor, and so it made it a tag match. We had uh, Finn Balor and Hideo. They defeated the Mistras after Hideo hit his patented GTS. There was a nice little exchange on Twitter between CM Punk and um, Kenta. Did, did they did they tweet some? I mean, yeah, it was kind of cute, you know. Um, what's his uh, uh CM Punk tried to talk a little noise, and then some third party wrestler like snapped on him. It was comedy. I don't have a tweet in front of me, so I can't really <laughs> verbatim recollect. But it was kind. He definitely put CM Punk in his place about stealing moves, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, so it's it's funny because like all the moves that uh that like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk kind of incorporated into their finishers years later were just things that Kenta was doing years ago, like the running knee strike, the GTS, like all these things were like just Kenta was doing, um and they look cool, right? So but uh you know they're not there. They're not. They're not at wrestling anymore. So Kenta can do what he wants. His stuff. Yeah. But WWE I, I, probably I, won't let him. I can take my moves back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate so, you. Uh, man, I'm not feeling this whole like this uh, Nia Jackson Enzo situation, bro. Like this is. Yeah, I know mm. you're you're bothered by Nia Bay uh, and her involvement with your your nemesis Enzo. Yeah, yeah, because like. I can tell that like Nia is like working her hardest, you know. She's she's put on a good acting game. Like I am, um, I am actually yeah. She actually does a pretty good job in that role of the flirty girl. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of hilarious because you know like yo Nia could just can completely joke choke this guy out, but like like her her interactions look genuine and whatnot, and so that's where the comedy is coming from. But I'm like yo, there's nothing to like about. It. All right, whatever. But I know, like, the long con is they're trying to get more eyes on 205. And so they want to get, like, Nia Jax on 205 to get people to watch and to go to the tour. So, but like, also, trying you know, to like Nia Jax on there. And you just don't want anybody infringing on your Nia Bay crush area, you know. Plus, you have well, I mean, a hatred of Enzo that, you know, precedes all that. So, there's, there's a hatred of Enzo. And, like, week after week, he just reconfirms it, man. Like, Black Dot murdered the microphone, melted it down, reconstructed it last week, Hot 97. How is the next freestyle that gets posted from your organization by Enzo, of all people? (laughs) That is an excellent point. All right. (sighs) It's like you guys have no like context of what you guys just did so they they need better quality control much much better quality control on the uh freestyles huh i can't i can't even speak on this wow uh (laughs) yo oscar once again defeated alicia fox yo foxy needs more respect man the girl's got a new shirt finally got a new shirt 
And then she's got that hat. Yo, I'm loving that she's still wearing the captain's hat. I must say. I just think it's hilarurious. Survivor Series has been over, but she's still wearing the captain's hat. She has nothing else to do. She has to milk every little piece of something she has. Because the WWE has no idea what to do with her. Yeah, they got nothing for her. I'm glad she's making the most of it. Um, But I don't think that she needs to be losing like three weeks in a row to Oscar. I mean, that's what they're all going to do. So it's just her time. Because Oscar's dope. Man, I'm just about to say, man. Well, can we get can we get 2018 two shirts for Foxy? All right, it's not it's not it's not a big ass. Two shirts for Foxy. That's all I want. Good luck with that. You need to uh, tweet that to her. <laughs> Yo, so all right, I got to speak on this broken Matt Hardy situation. I don't think the WWE gets it. Um, broken Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy, wherever the hell we at right now, doesn't just work if you're just doing vignettes. Like, it's not going to work if they're just, like, you know, pre-recorded promos. What made the broken stuff brilliant is that it was a completely separate universe. It, like, it had characters, the universe had rules, and it was an overarching story that, that had continuality and discontinued to build. So all that absurdity was like, yo, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going on here is like they have parts of it. They have just the absurdity, but they don't have the universe. So it's like nothing's building right now. So like this week, Matt Hardy played chess against a goldfish who was apparently Napoleon, which is <laughs> absurd. Yeah, Yes, it is quite funny. But that fish better come back, okay? But let me tell he, you how I, in preparation for this woken, broken Matt Hardy, I watched the final deletion. <laughs> I um I was like I wanted to do uh, um like a live reaction to watching the final deletion. Man, that is the most ridiculous, over the top, <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. Have I, you ever seen someone passive aggressively mow someone else's yard before? <laughs> I have never. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was so funny though, dude. Yo, prepare the battlefield for death. What is this? <laughs> the gardener? Yo, <laughs> the most dope is the gardener pops up in a match and like trying to take out Jeff. <laughs> it was dope. It was a oh my god. The it, tap the dilapidated boat, bro. Like the boat, like I'm. T- oh my god, the fireworks, the barbed wire, uh, the sand pit. Like, what made it out, like, this was, like, the apex of the home videos of Jeff and Matt Hardy for when they were kids wanting to be wrestlers. Like, this is this is where they saw themselves when they grew up. And that's what made it dope. Because all it was is them, some rednecks in the backyard. <laughs> and, you know, the, the actual funny part is, like, part of it begins, like, as an actual wrestling match. Like, there's a ring just out in the middle of nowhere. Like, and nowhere. And they're just trying to wrestle. The drone. Like, they get her... Like, where did the drone come from? Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. And it was awesome. <laughs> and I know that, that the WWE is just about to fuck it up. So. <laughs> oh, man. They want to fuck it up. Because Vince thinks he can do it better than anybody else can. And they're about to fuck it up. All right. I know you're not excited, but the Revival are back. They defeated uh, Folk Hero... Heath Slater and uh, Rhino. 
Um, now, interesting tidbit after the match is uh, Colonel's like, yo, you guys got to start, you know, winning. Something's going to happen. And he's like, we're getting fired. And I was like, no, we're not getting fired. This means we're not going to get opportunities. You need to come train with me. Follow me. Right. And so I'm like, if we don't get like a training montage next week, this is all pointless. I got kids. We need a I got kids training montage. Some 80s. I need this. They got to do something with it. That actually could be quite interesting. All right. And then some nonsense with the women happened at the end. Um, it was supposed to be a match. Didn't The match didn't happen. And then everyone ran out, started attacking everybody. And then, like, Stephanie McMahon showed up, which was weird. Because everyone's fighting everyone, and then everyone stops because Stephanie's there. And Stephanie's, like, making this long-winded announcement. It has nothing to do with the context of why everyone's just beating the hell out of each other. And then she's like, women's run... First women's Royal Rumble match. Yay! Clap for that. Applaud. Yes, no, clap. Like, no, don't call for the applause. Like, either what you're doing is actually genuine and, like, people want to applaud for it. Black calling for applause is, like, kind of lame. And, and they, um, and they should have just kept the match going, like, had the women fighting in the background. <clears throat> like, just the continuity. Because I'd have been kicking somebody. Like, like yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the things that's wrong with the Stephanie McMahon character is like inconsistent. Like you want to do these things, but you show up on screen, you're doing these characters, but you're making these progressive announcements or whatnot. So you can't really have it both ways. It throws it. This is this is the type of thing that throws audiences off. Like they don't understand. They don't know how to react to you. And um, because you're evil. I it's it's dope that they do these things, but. I want them I want them to do it because you know you want the women to really have these opportunities not because they're just trying to be first at something you know like when you're always they WWE likes to emphasize first at everything and it's almost like when you're on an internet board and that you have that first comment really contextually it means nothing over time you just oh you're the first person to post anything but that doesn't mean your comment has any significant value so let's hope the first women's Royal Rumble match actually has significant value and they don't waste it doing dumb things. They actually treat it with some respect. Wow. That first shit is still a thing, huh? Yeah, man. That's wildness. <laughs> Yo, uh, SmackDown. Um, SmackDown opened up with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon arguing about what happened to Clash of Champions. Alright, let's get this out. Of is Shane McMahon turning heel? Eventually, soon. What do you think? He's just being a McMahon. That's what he's doing. Which is boring, yo. Like, why is it all like... The McMahons are evil. That's what they are. We know they are. So, I don't know why they keep doing the same shit. We know you're evil. Like, (laughs) it's what your family is all about. I mean, Kevin Owens did post that video months ago when he explained this. Like, he's like, yeah. Um, But, like, yeah. McMahons are evil. So the segment ends with like Shane McMahon being as passive aggressive as possible, saying like "wishing you good luck running the show." Um, like yo, it's like yo, why are you so why are you being so trippy, man? Um, Chad Gable and Shawn Benjamin defeated the tag team champions, the Usos. I wonder whatever that can mean. Hmm, perhaps a bout in the future. <laughs> 
Yo, I do like spicy Chad Gable, man. And those rolling German suplexes are awesome. Um, <laughs> spicy? I, I've noticed you using that lately. Why are you calling him spicy? Yo, alright, because he is... He is like... Okay, so he is aggressive. He's getting a little hot, but he's not too hot. He's just spicy, right? Like that time when he took out one of the Uso, he took out Jay Uso's knee. He just like, boom, torpedoed the knee, and then like rolled under the ring all stealthily and was laughing about it like as he rolled. So he like took out the knee and then rolled under the ring so no one could see him, right? And there was a couple of times when he's just been trying to distract the referee, getting real hot, getting real spicy, you know, kind of bending the rules a little bit and getting kicked in the face for it. So you're right? saying he's just not quite a cheater, but he's working his way there? He's, he's, he's working his way up there. He's a little, he's a little spicy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got a little flavor in him now. And I like it. He's not bland anymore. Gotcha. Like puts- <laughs> okay. That's where I was wondering where you were going with that. Okay. He's just not, oh. he's just not like the revival. Boring. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. So, did I uh, say that? <laughs> you know what, man? I'm not even going to say it. Was, that, that tag team match on, like, on the pay-per-view, the mechanics of it, it should have just been a tornado. So it's, it's, it's no DQ match, but everyone had to tag in anyway. But there's four teams in the ring at the same time. Why are we tagging if no DQ? It's right there at no DQ. Why are we tagging it? Whatever. Hashtag. There you go. <laughs> right. But yeah, so they, they did it. It was it was a little, you know, um, they won. So who sees what happened? Um, Naomi and Charlotte defeated Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan. Um, this was, this was, uh, I, I didn't see this match at this point. Uh, the Bowman was sick and was, uh, somewhere being delirious. Didn't see this. Did you see this match? No, I saw the intro and then, um, the build up to it. And then like, I don't know, something more interesting was occurring at the time in my life. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, okay. I don't know, but I saw the build up to it, and I just didn't think much of it going in. I'm not a big Charlotte Flair fan. I I, I think she's athletic, but I, I like her as a heel, and I kind of don't like the extra push they're giving her. When I think that somebody like Naomi or somebody else would be better served and would do you know something with it, so I just don't like you know she's kind of like the Roman Reigns to me of the women uh, right now. And uh, well, Naomi got the pin. She got the pin, so. Uh. But you aren't going to force Charlotte on me. Like, that's just not going to happen, son. All right, what do we got here? Dolph Ziggler apparently had a celebration or anti-celebration where they showed all his previous title wins before leaving the belt in the ring and walking away. I don't, this doesn't, uh, doesn't make any sense. Okay, so uh, why this doesn't make any sense is we know when Dolph Ziggler's contract is up and it's not up anytime soon. So the reason why the CM Punk thing worked in 2011 is because everyone knew his contract was legit expiring on said date. So there really was the, like, is he re-signing his contract? And he didn't re-sign his contract until the night of the pay-per-view. So at that point, it means no one knew what was going on. So Dolph has just been like this whole, like, he's been taking L's this whole year. And he had a point, he's like, how can I be seen as a serious contender if I'm always losing? Well, that's a point you know, he, he made on the um, Edge and Christian uh, 
podcast, you know, that, hey, I'm a loser and people see me as a loser and you want me to build up these other guys, but I can't build them up because I'm a loser and the fans know I'm a loser. So it's like, I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill my character? And uh, they need to do that. So, like, yeah, I guess he kind of turned heel again by leaving the, the belt in the ring, but he's already a heel. This is like the uh, the Natty situation from Sunday Night Prior, where she uh, she's a heel, but she turned heel again. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a worse... I don't know if you remember this uh, years ago. Uh, there's a Raw promo when Kurt Angle, he's coming out, and he keeps telling the audience, we're going to redo my entrance because y'all don't appreciate me. I don't know if you remember. It's like... It was like right before he left the WWE to go work somewhere. I don't know where. Do you know where he went to go work for all those years? I have no idea. Sounds like some mysterious organization. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it's real soon. Uh, so it was like before. I think it's like a year prior to when he he uh, left them. But he's coming out and he's cutting this promo and he kind of speaks the truth of it too. He's like, I've given everything for you in this company, like. I've lost my marriage. I've lost my kids because of this company. And not can even respect my damn entrance. So, no. We're doing it over. I agree. It is a, it's, it's abuse. Listen up, people. I had three neck surgeries for you people. Three. I put my life on the line for you. Fighting for this country. My little baby girl. I didn't get to see her first steps. I didn't get to hear her first, her first words. Because I was wrestling for you people. And my wife, my wife left me. I lost my family because I put my my life into this business for you people. That's absolutely true too. And they're cheering. And this, this is the thanks I get, right? This is the thanks. Show these people, show these people, every single one of them. Show every single one of them. It's deafening in here. I don't have time to show every single one of them. But... This arena is full of self-absorbed, selfish bastards. Uh-oh. And I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, come to think of it, I'm not the one that sucks. You people are the ones that suck. I don't think Kurt's running for mayor of Fort Wayne. And that's exactly why I'm getting my ass out of this arena. And you and your main event can go straight to hell. Man. He's not going to wrestle? Well, well, Kurt Angle is walking out. I can't blame him for the philosophy, but the fact that the main event is not going to happen because Kurt Angle's not in it. Yeah, but this has happened night in, night out. They've chanted this to him. It's, it's, I guess but sometimes when he go over the edge, I've never seen him that angry. He's but this Natty thing just like, it's just like, ugh. Like, where are you going with this? And then she was just kind of awkwardly crying. And they kind of just, just kind of lingered on the camera of her crying for a while. And I felt awkward. Like, oh, man, like. <laughs> they made like, you feel I bad. say something? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> do, I, do I, like, get the door? Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying not to make eye contact, but there's just like this crying woman in front of me. I don't want anyone to think it might be me, but this, you know, like, but if I leave now, like, damn. And the camera just lingered. And I was like, damn, this don't make any damn sense. 
how many times has this played out in your real life, Bowen? Because you sound like really, you know, like a vet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, y'all, we all been in awkward situations. Where you're just like, yo, just can I just leave? Bowman just leave the ladies crying. I mean, damn. Just, can we just exit stage left? Pimp hands strong. Um, no hands required. Yo, so probably the best thing that happened all night. I missed this. Like someone sent me a text about this. But <laughs> was like uh, the new day versus Rusev day. And it was all set up and apparently in a backstage segment. Which the new day were handing out pancakes to people, and then like Rusev was like a pooey to your pancakes, a pooey, <laughs> and stomped on their pancakes. <laughs> to which Biggie took offense to, and then challenged them to a match, a pancake match. Oh man! And they wrestled in costume. Normally these costume things are just stupid, yo. But like. Like, the 12 Days of Rusev singing that, man. Like, Aiden English being flapjacked into flapjacks. Like, do not see it. He got flapjacked. I'm not even repeat it. Y'all get it. And then, uh, you know, and every time I see, like, Xavier Woods doing his, like, you know, coast-to-coast, like, elbow drop, it's just, like, it's dope, man. But, like, Rusev Day is real. You know, Rusev is over. Let this man get some wins. <laughs> WWE says no. <laughs> oh, what a what a damn shame. You know what I'm saying? So you know how New Japan works? It's like they actually push people that are popular. And so like the audience actually has like investment in the characters and the stories being portrayed because your placement in the company is kind of based on how people are reacting to you. So you don't get awkward situations where your top guy is being uh, violently booed when he's supposed to be doing heroic actions over in New Japan. Strange place, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Strange. Sounds like they apply a little logic. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and then uh, closing out the show, we had AJ Styles with Randy Orton. I'm calling him Retro Orton. Because he's spotting his retro haircut right now. And Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Hardbody Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Uh, uh, the kids on the internet are telling me that this finish, the finishing sequence, has been the exact same finishing sequence that these guys have been doing at house shows when they run this same six-man tag. was the same finish that they did for the tribute to the troops. was the same finish that they did for the end of the match. So... RKO followed by Phenomenal Forearm followed by the Boombaya, aka Kinshasa, whatever they call it over there. Kinshasa. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I don't know. It was an inconsequential six man tag for the main event. Is a classic SmackDown main event. Uh, I guess a lot of stuff isn't happening until we get to the Royal Rumble and we get post uh, Christmas. So. Uh, but it was pretty good given what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was uh, all right. You know, you know how it is. WWE basically trying to uh, get you past this little Christmas hump and get you to the Royal Rumble where their next uh, season starts again. 
apparently, uh, Randy Orton will be working less days next year. Uh, yeah, he'll be like weekends off for him. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Randy got a little little contract negotiation going on. Yeah, you know he's got a new family, man. He's got to RKO some kids in the pool. You know, you can't just be doing that if you're working on the road all these weekends. <laughs> oh man, entertaining as always. Uh, where can people on the internet find you at? At Illoyc on the Twitters, at YC the Champ on the Instagramaticals. Holla at your man's. Yeah. Where am I at? At Bowman12L on Twitter. At Bowman12L on Instagram. You can find us at Slambros Pod on Twitter. Where else are we at? Illa? SoundCloud.com slash The Slam Bros. You can find us there. You can also find us at SoundCloud.com slash Fan Bros. Um, like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, keep up your vitamin C intake. And uh, Happy New Year. Merry Fishmas. <laughs> Bonus points to anybody who gets that reference. <laughs> we'll, we, you'll hear from us soon. Peace. <laughs>